Coming up on podcast 1547, BYD cars are coming to Europe before the end of this year. Yep, it's true. Stick around. I'll tell you what I know. Also on the show today, Audi doing well with their EVs, a new step in EV batteries and why electric trucks could be a big winner from that new incentive program in the US. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're listening in the world. Welcome to EV News Daily, your trusted source of EV information uh, for the weekend, Saturday 30th of July. My name is Martin Lee, and it's my job to go through every EV story so you don't have to. Right, we'll start with the headline story then, and that's BYD. They're going to show up at the Paris Motor Show, the 2022 Paris Motor Show, and when they're there, they'll announce the EV revolution is coming to Europe, they say. It's October the 17th to October 23rd this year in Paris. Now, in Europe, BYD, very successful already. I see loads of their electric buses around. Now it's time for the Chinese company to do the same with their passenger electric cars, says the PushEVs.com blog. Uh, Considering that last year BYD confirmed it's going to make batteries for EVs here in Europe, uh, they do expect that at the Paris Motor Show, the company reveals all their plans for European localised production. Uh, BYD say in a press release I got sent, Norway has served us as an effective pilot market in Northern Europe for BYD. In in 2021, BYD successfully launched its Tang SUV. They launched that for Norwegian customers and has since received positive feedback from consumers. Following this, BYD has recently appointed key dealer partners in Europe to continue the journey. Through such partnerships, BYD is now poised to enter the wider European market as it exhibits its latest range of new energy passenger vehicles and industry innovations from a prime location, they say, at the Paris Motor Show. So a few weeks away from that yet, but we know that's coming. And BYD are on a roll right now. Of course, many people will put them as the world's number one EV maker, but those figures do include plug-in hybrids. If you strip those out, then they're behind Tesla. However, look, either way, Long-term listeners know I've been raving about BYD, not only for a very long time, but also more recently as well, with some brilliant battery technology innovations as well in terms of what's going under the skin of the cars. I think they look great too. And it's a brand that's been around a very, very long time. If you've been watching commercial vehicles and buses, like I mentioned, uh, the first time BYD attended a European uh, car show was back in 2008. It was the Geneva Motor Show. And uh, that's where they showed off a plug-in hybrid of theirs 14 years ago. Uh, Well, fast forward 14 years and BYD has chosen the Paris Motor Show uh, to underline their commitment, they say, to bring a range of new energy passenger vehicles to Europe. And it's worth pointing out that nobody in Europe uses the phrase new energy passenger vehicles or new energy vehicles. It's a Chinese regulatory term or it's just the phrase they use for zero emission cars and hydrogen cars and things like that so we don't have nevs over here i use it obviously because i'm talking about china and that's what they use so i'm being you know accurate and respectful Uh, but certainly when they're here i'm not sure there'll be many people calling them nevs but there we go. Okay, uh, moving on. And 13, 1-3, 13% of new car sales in Europe were electric. And it'll come as no surprise, the overall car market was down again. And down about 17% actually in June. But, 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 
There's a glimmer of hope. Oh, you guessed it already. That would be electric cars on their way up. Now, a plug-in hybrid's actually down 22% year-on-year, and that's partly what dragged down the plug-in car percentage, because plug-in cars didn't do as well as they have been. But if you split it out, plug-in hybrids and BEVs across all of Europe... Plug-in hybrids, PHEVs, registered their fourth consecutive month of falling sales. And as Clean Technica asks, and Jose Pontes for Clean Technica, have we witnessed, easy for me to say, peak FEV? Or peak PHEV. Maybe we have. Uh, Well, battery electric vehicles, pure battery electric vehicles still grew. Last month's plug-in vehicle share of the overall European auto market. 21%, and that's 13% full electrics. And so there's still a 20% share of all plug-in vehicles across the year so far. What did well? Tesla Model Y, Fiat 500e, Model 3, Peugeot E208, uh, Skoda Enyaq, VW ID4, Renault Zoe, VW ID3, and the Kia Nero EV amongst the most popular pure electric cars sold here in Europe in the month of June. Now, Audi, another, uh, it's that time of year, um, another brand to talk about their revenue, their profit numbers, and the Audi Group, which if you want to be specific, I guess there's Audi, Bentley, Lamborghini, and Ducati. Uh, They have some good news to share when it comes to their financial numbers in the first half of this year. It's that kind of time of year when everyone's giving their numbers out. Uh, One of the most important parts of the results is the fact that electric vehicles continue to be a star for Audi, 50,033 pure EVs delivered compared to the same time last year in 2021, 32,000. The Audi Q4 e-tron, that's the one growing significantly in sales, they say. And electric vehicles accounting to 6.3% of Audi's total sales. So not quite at the magic double-digit number yet, but it's on its way. And I'm sure it won't be too long before we see uh, Audi at, at 10%. And after that, you start to hit tipping points, and it just becomes a case of how many can they make as quickly as they can make. Demand is not the problem with electric vehicles. Supply Hmm, yes, there's a question. Now, let's talk about what goes inside our EVs, and that's batteries. And this is really exciting. A new prototype 24-layer cell from QuantumScape. Now, QuantumScape have been doing some really, really interesting things. And in its Q2 letter to shareholders, because they are a public company, uh, they make solid-state batteries. They reported a successful build and test of a 24-layer cell, uh, showing capacity retention uh, behavior comparable to their earlier Cells, an important result, they say. As we previously indicated, 24-layer cells represent A-sample candidates. That's what they say, A-sample candidates for automotive OEMs. What the car makers want, and now QuantumScape are building them, and they are delivering those prototype cells to their automotive customers, they say. It's a high bar that the car makers set for them, but they think they're going to hit that key goal this year. Now, obviously, once those test cells go to the car makers, they start doing validation testing. And obviously, there's a bit of a two-way uh, conversation there, as they'll no doubt find some things that need improving. But very interesting that the next generation of battery technology is already out there. The prototype cells were packaged in a variety of formats, they say. So if you're wondering whether it's the, the little blocky cells or the pouch cells or the circular cells, uh, no, it's a variety of formats, they say, and including QuantumScape have their own format. And I don't know what that would be. 
a proprietary format, they say, uh, designed to accommodate the expansion and contraction of the lithium metal batteries that they're making. Right, now, the uh, subject of this incentive package in the US, technically called the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022, uh, continues to dribble out into the news. Not that I intend to, uh, you know, uh, imply that anyone who wasn't there uh, with the breaking news is dribbling out their news because these things take a while to dig into sometimes. And electric, say the electric trucks, like the Tesla Semi, uh, Lion Electrics, they could get up to $40,000 in incentives and... Uh, clean vehicles, commercial clean vehicles uh, of more than £14,000. The amount determined under the subsection uh, in relation to the qualifying commercial vehicles, uh, as long as it's less than um, uh, fourteen or more than £14,000, I should say, less than is 7500 more than is 40000 So $40,000 in terms of incentives. Now, the list price of the Tesla Semi, not that it exists yet, I know. It's not exactly vaporware, but it doesn't exist yet, um, or at least going to customers, uh, is $150,000. And at that point, it's already cheaper. At one hundred and fifty k, cheaper to amortise that over the life of the vehicle and the running cost as well. Take off another forty grand with incentives, one hundred and ten thousand dollars, and what would happen there in terms of the payback time just gets slashed? Well, a couple of things that I think about this story. Firstly, there is no shortage of commercial clients, so I'm not sure we needed an incentive there, but it's always a good thing. And also, how many of those car makers, truck makers, will just inflate their prices and bank that to the bottom line rather than reduce it? Because let's face it. Uh, Tesla semi-truck for $110,000 is a bit of a bargain. Not that exactly I'm in the queue to buy one um, or not. Uh, the $110,000 list price, if it does become that, makes the cost per mile even more competitive, say, electric. That's going to be the federal level if the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022 does get adopted. And there are several incentives for commercial trucks in place at state level as well in places like California. So uh, that could sweeten the deal even more. I think there'll be a combination of truck makers inflating their prices. I think there'll be car makers inflating their prices as well. Because I say that, we've seen it, I've seen it firsthand over here. When the UK government started winding down our incentive scheme, which was money off the price of a new car. As they were winding it down from 5000 and they were taking little bits off, little bits off as it went on, the car makers managed magically to reduce the price of their vehicles. Then when the threshold got moved, so it was only applicable to cars under £35,000, all of a sudden, a couple of thousand of pounds was taken off the, li- the list price of those new cars to bring them under £35 to get, uh, to get the plug-in car grant. So I've seen it firsthand... I think they they play around with their asking prices, and it's one of the reasons why incentives might not be the best, these kind of incentives solution, because there's no shortage of demand. Like I mentioned, look, I'm on the side of EV drivers and EV future EV buyers, but hey, we'll wait and see. Right, coming up on the podcast very soon, and we'll talk about Neo and their big battery being released very soon, and 20,000 EVs making their way to a subscription service. Those stories are on the way. Stick around. 
Now we'll talk Neo, the Chinese maker Neo, opening up their European plant in Hungary by September. Uh, this is Neo's first overseas plant, covering an area of 10,000 square meters, serving as production service and R&D for Neo in Europe. Main operations include the production after-sales service of their battery swap stations, training in European power, and research and development of power products. Uh, CNEVpost.com writes: After entering the Norwegian market, Neo expands its products and integrated services to Germany, Netherlands, Sweden, and Denmark this year. The operation of Neo's Power Europe plant adds further momentum to the construction of battery swap stations in these countries, providing a solid foundation for local battery swapping and charging services. And it's interesting how many people tell me that uh, battery swapping only works in China. Built-up areas, lack of people living with driveways and things like that. It won't work outside of China, is what I'm always told. Well, Neo are going to give it a good go in those big big European markets. Now, not coming to the UK just yet, so I don't get to play with it. But Neo did invite me out to Germany uh, some time to go, and uh, when their battery swap stations moved to Germany, and they, they, uh, they're ready, they said, come out and, uh, and, and see what it's all about. And who knows if it works? And so many of the naysayers who say, no, we don't want battery swapping, just more charging infrastructure... I'm fascinated to watch this. Neo also confirming plans to release a 150 kilowatt hour battery this year, confirming their earlier timetable. Once again, confirming that 150 kilowatt hour semi solid state battery gets delivered this year uh, to Neo customers in China. It uses a solid electrolyte, an anode material made of silicon graphite composite, and a cathode with ultra high nickel content. According to Electrive.com, since all Neo models are compatible with their own battery swap technology, customers can can also swap the ordered battery model afterwards. Isn't that interesting? It's one of the things that I said to uh, Neo's VP of European Operations, and I was with him about a month ago or, or so. That's one of the things that intrigues me the most, is how many people will have a small battery. So the smallest one is 70 kilowatt hours. A 70 kilowatt hour battery, 48 weeks of the year, 47 weeks of the year. And for the four or five weeks that they are off work, more or less in some European countries, and they do long road trips with the family where they drop into a Neo battery swap station, put in a 150 kilowatt hour battery, pay a little bit extra on their subscription for that bigger battery and not worry about the range. But otherwise, when they're doing their regular commutes, they'll carry around less weight and use less resources in terms of making batteries on the planet. And I think that's a really, really interesting concept. I wonder if consumers will get behind. Now, subscription EVs, definitely something that consumers are getting behind in many countries. In the US, Autonomy is a subscription company partnering now with AutoNation as their dealer of record, helping them plan uh, over the next year or so 20,000 electric vehicles to add to their subscription fleet. Autonomy's subscription model offers, they say, cheap, fast and easy ways to get into a tester Model 3 and a Model Y and soon adding new models and brands as well. Inside EVs has a review of the Texas-made Model Y versus the Californian-made Model Y and the YouTube channel The Kilowatts uh, have bought both of them. It's amazing, these YouTube channels. Like, they need content. They just... Like, they've got to buy a car. They go, you know, they buy stuff. Or they, I think this channel runs their own Churro fleet. Uh, so they sort of rent them out as well. But um, but many, many YouTube channels, you know, they need the clicks. And so they just kind of have to always be buying the latest, greatest, especially in the kind of supercar subsection of YouTube world that I see. Either way, uh, they bought 
a California-made, and they bought a Texas-made Model Y. Of course, California, 2170 cells. Texas, they confirmed it had the Tesla-made, 4680 cells, and yet the weight difference between them was only 9 kilograms. That's 20 pounds. And they did confirm that Texas was using the new 4680 cells. So the standard-range dual-motor Model Y was what came out of Texas, which was lighter, but it was obviously the standard range, whereas the one that was just 9 kilograms heavier was the Californian-made long-range version. So tiny offset in weight. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Texas was lighter, but was the standard range version. People have crazy conspiracy theories online. Uh, The latest that I'm finding quite amusing is that uh, Tesla are actually stuffing their battery packs full of 4680 cells, but software locking them. And at some magical point in the future, Elon Musk will go, ta-da, now you can have 500 miles of range. And if you think Tesla have so many spare cells that they are packing their cars with batteries which you're not getting access to yet, then the internet is more bonkers than even I thought. Uh, Now let's finish off with an article from uh, australiandrive.com.au. A cheap electric car is a decade away, and even then it'll be still expensive by small car standards. A confidential report commissioned by the Federal Chamber of Automotive Industries forecasting the leaked document uh, shows that luxury car buyers will be the driving force rather than cheap EVs. The report forecasts only 14% of mainstream new car sales in Australia by the end of the decade will be electric and that's look that is undeniable if you look at a car like the volkswagen e-up the small city car there's a combustion version of that and an electric version of that if you look at the used comparable used e-ups maybe someone's just passed their driving test and they're getting their first car at 17 you can pick them up for six or seven thousand pounds maybe six grand right the equivalent electric car with a pretty small battery what is it in 28 kilowatt hour is it in that one is about 25 26000 pounds checking auto trader right now so how is there a 20000 pound difference for the same car and for a small battery maybe the battery cost is 5 or 6000 pounds different used ev prices of small city cars are just not coming down quickly and they just remain enormously high so i agree with that article something has to change with the market it's not sustainable and that's your podcast for today thank you for listening hopefully you have a good weekend uh, if you want to take part in the show you can email me hello at evnewsdaily.com question of the week taking a wee break right now but it will return thanks to our premium partners phil roberts of electric future brad crosby porsche of the village in cincinnati audi of cincinnati east volvo cars of cincinnati east national car charging on the u.s mainland and aloha charge in hawaii Derek ryan Riley's EV Review Island YouTube channel smashes out of the park continuously. And Richard at rsev.co.uk. He just drove from the very top to the very bottom. The length of this country in an EV and broke a new record. Hi to Octopus Electric Juice. You have your electric juice card, right? 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 They make public charging simple. One card, one map, one app. I have mine, wouldn't be without it. And milbrookcottages.co.uk. Five-star luxury cottages in Devon where you can jump in the hot tub while your EV charges. Have a good one. See you tomorrow. And remember, there is no such thing as a self-charging hybrid.